Hello? Hello? So what, no fucking ZD now? <laughs> Don't make me laugh. Hi, welcome to Know That Episode. I'm Victoria. And I'm Trev. We're two friends who watch too much TV. We break down iconic episodes of good shows. And bad. And explain why we feel the way we do. Today we're talking about Season 5, Episode 24 of Grey's Anatomy, titled Now or Never, which aired on May 14th, 2009. I... Uh, this is a great episode. Yeah, I forgot. I, like, forgot this was this episode. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I know what you mean. I just didn't... Because I saw the title, and we, like, when you told me which one we were going to be watching, and I was like, oh, yeah, whatever, whatever didn't realize this happened in season five for some reason you thought it was earlier i thought it was later i thought it was season six but oh. i think i know why and we could talk about that at the end why i kind of i think conflated it uh-huh but yeah it like i just watched it and it like it kicked my ass <laughs> it was so good i chose this episode as one of my top five for seasons one through five and you would think Oh my god, Victoria, like, why would you choose such a sad-ass episode? But to me, this episode shows how much they're like a family, like siblings. For me, that is one of my favorite aspects of Grey's Anatomy, which we've talked about it extensively already in previous episodes, how much we like the camaraderie and we like when there's like little moments that they share between them that make them feel really close and it's been building up since the first episode but for me this episode leads us into season six in a really strong way and for me season five sets season six up leading into the peak of what I consider to be the best of Grey's Anatomy so season six through like season 11 is what I consider to be like the best of Grey's Anatomy I would definitely agree with that At first, I was shocked that you picked this episode because it is such a... It, I mean, going into it, it feels like such a George and Owen heavy episode. Right. And, like, obviously, we know everyone knows how we feel about them. Right. But then watching it, I was like, no, there's a lot of good Christina and Meredith. There's a lot of good Callie in Arizona. This is a, in, a phenomenal Bailey episode. Phenomenal Bailey episode and um, just so much drama, but we see a lot of growth from Meredith. We see yeah. growth from Christina. We see like genuine happiness. What I consider and really, really sweet, like yeah, important moments between characters that we that obviously feel that love each other, but not we don't always get moments where they're where they're sincere. Yeah. And ha- sincere in a happy way. Yeah. There's a lot of sincere sadness shared between characters, but this is and we could let's we could just get into it. But yeah, it's let's like... start because I mean, what you're talking about is literally essentially where we open on the episode. Is yeah. just had her brain surgery. She has a tumor. Um it's revealed and... that's why she hallucinated Denny and Derek was the one who operated her on her. And it's like they're all kind of just they're all sleeping there. And it's just nice to see them all together, especially considering what happens at the end of this episode and in season six, where it's just like, oh, wow, like, yeah, they fight all the time and like they bicker and they have drama, but they do. They are genuinely a family. And Bailey's their like mama bear. 
They're acting like siblings in that scene. Yes, absolutely. Like, just, like, mismatch, found, the ultimate found family. Uh-huh. And I, I really like those uh, those moments, and we get a lot of them. But, and Bailey wakes them all up. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, wakes them all up, and George has surgery, and she says someone has to get a, go, to, go on a coffee run for all of them. And they all kind of meander out because they all have different things to get started. But Alex is just staying with Izzy because he's like, he doesn't know yet. Meredith and Christina look so beautiful in this scene. So I would say, I will say, I think this Meredith especially looks so stunning in this episode. This like season five, season six is like. Everyone's at their God. right on their oh shit. Oh my fucking God. Even oh, Callie in this episode had me like. Steam was flying out of my ears when I saw her. Like, Callie heart eyes so, emoji when I saw so her. So good. Arizona looked so... Oh my like, God. Genuinely, everybody in this episode, except George, <laughs> <laughs> looked like a smoke show. Yep. Um, yeah, so Arizona comes in and offers Bailey the Peds Fellowship. Yeah. And she's just, like, so deadpan. Mm-hmm understandably like there's a lot going on and richard is now being supportive and all this and he's trying to be the bigger man and asks if she can meet him halfway which is not the only time we hear something like that in this episode so but then she just walks out (laughs) yeah she's really upset bailey just literally turning on her heel and leaving is like classic bailey classic bailey she doesn't want anything to do with what he's saying right now yeah (laughs) And then it moves on to um, Izzy waking up. Alex and Izzy, and she wakes up, and she's kind of just like talking really low, yeah, and muttering to herself. And then Alex is like screaming in her face to talk. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, "I have a goddamn headache. Stop yelling at me." Yeah, and it that's another. It's another one of those funny, just like silly moments in this episode. I yeah. will say, Izzy's the funniest part of this episode. I agree. Um, I was, like, laughing during her scenes where she's, Me like... Me, too. She was just, like, I think it's because we don't... We so rarely see Izzy kind of be deadpan. Yeah. And low and monotone. So then when we do, it's it just totally throws you off your rocker. Yeah. But they call for Derek. And then before we see Derek go in and take care of her, it cuts to Christina seeing Owen and... And asking him why he was, like, hugging and shaking O'Malley's hand earlier. Why does Christina always have to date men who are damaged goods? Like, she deserves so much better, and she never got it. She never got a partner on this show who I loved or supported emphatically. I remain committed to the idea that her true soulmate is literally Meredith. Absolutely. I think it's true for for both of them. For better or for worse, it's definitely Meredith, but... And it's just, yeah. And then Owen is going on about how he slept and Christina helped him and he's like in therapy or something like that. Like he's getting better, he's saying. Yeah. And Christina's he's, just kind of like. Actually, he's been in therapy. Yeah. Like consistently. Yeah. And she just kind of like, like they just, there's, there's nothing that comes of it. He's just kind of like, she doesn't trust him yet still because of what happened. Yeah. He's like basically... I kind of want to, he's like, I want to keep seeing each other. Like, I know that what happened was really traumatic for you or whatever. Talking about the choking scenario yeah. where he chokes her in bed a few episodes back. 
Um, but he, she told him that he had to go to therapy and that she wouldn't be with him anymore unless he did that and worked on his problems because it was really scary for her. Yeah, um, and thankfully he does take the steps, but it's yes. still really early on. Yeah, it's still too early to see any sort of consistency, which I think is what's setting Christina back. She's kind of just like straight-faced and not really yeah. reacting to it very much. Um, and then eventually we see her talk to Meredith kind of about this without ta- without bringing it up explicitly. She kind of edges into like, are you different now? Are you better now? Yeah. And But before that, we see George find Bailey. <laughs> Ugh. And I, I love this scene. It makes me very sad. Mm. But I love his impression of her. Yeah. It's so funny. This is, again, like, this episode is very funny. Even In, though like, it, a sad-ass way. Yeah. Knowing what happens, it's very funny. Yeah. And she, he tells her that he's joining the army to become a trauma surgeon, and he's reporting for t- tomorrow. And she just screams, you did what? And she is pissed, and she's scared, obviously. But that's not how it's coming across. I, oh God, it's so hard to know how someone should react when another person says that they're going to join the military. Yeah, I don't think anybody is explicitly wrong in their reactions. I'll say that. I agree. And it's like later on, we see the scene between Callie and Arizona. And I found myself more on Callie's side. I I think that's usual. That's typical for me. But I also understood where Arizona was coming from because, you know, it's not necessarily like, God, I I just don't know. I don't know if it's right of us to have an inherently negative reaction when somebody says that to us. I think like, I don't want to be a a bad person. (laughs) First of all, I don't support the war (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) in in any way, shape or form. But I do want to say like for somebody who is going to join the military, I also have really mixed reactions on how I'm supposed to react. It's like when someone tells you they're pregnant. Well, kind of. When you're like, it's like, how do you feel about it? You want to gauge their reaction, and it's like, are you first? Yeah, exactly. Like, are you happy? Are you nervous? Are you scared? Or is it all of the above? Is this a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Like, what's the reasoning here? I think I understand where everyone is coming from. I generally fall more on the side of Callie and Bailey because, like, I obviously like the Iraq War and all of the whatever the fuck and any war. It's like there's there's generally. 99.99% 99.99% of the time, there isn't a good reason to right. be doing it, to yeah. be in that situation. I don't even know what's the point. I've never understood it. And I... I don't think there necessarily is one. I think it... I mean, the Iraq war was literally all just like money, oil money. But how does killing other people going to solve that? I, I wish I had it. I wish I knew. We're getting way too in-depth on the war situation. But I also think it's like, that's most of the drama in this episode until yes. the last 10 minutes. Yes. So... I think not to and to skip ahead a little bit. I think Callie and Bailey are coming at it from like protective. That's our that's our friend. That's our yeah, person. We, love we don't him. want we don't want him to get hurt. They're not doing it because they're like inherently the military is evil. Although whether they that's true or not, which yeah. whatever they're doing it from like <laughs> I don't want my friend to get hurt. And also they think he's so incompetent. Like we just don't <laughs> believe in his ability just, to succeed. It, it's like if Alex went and joined the military, they would be like, yeah, yes, okay. He's he kind of hard. cold blooded killer. He will. Succeed. <laughs> but he has that kind of edge where 
O'Malley doesn't. And I think they're genuinely just like, they're scared more than anything. They're like, he's too nice to kill a person. He's going to get killed on day one. Yeah. I mean, Christina even says she's like, he's going to be the person who kills himself with his own gun. Yeah. And I think Arizona is coming from a really interesting perspective, which it's good to have both of them in this episode, where if if there had been more peep surgeons like George and Owen, maybe her brother would be alive, which is a totally understandable perspective. Yep. And I think she's... Her saying, I, I, but again, this whole thing is a classic grace. No one is communicating each other how they're really feeling. It tallies... No, uh, no, no. Arizona did a great job of communicating. No, at the at the end, but at the beginning, she just says, oh, it's awesome. She's not explaining why. Oh, right, right, right. I forgot about that. Especially yeah. seeing that everyone is having such a strong reaction in the opposite of her. I think that kind of context, but it's also not her responsibility to be doing that. Right. Okay, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Either way. Either way. So, so, where were, so then, back to Meredith and Christina. And this scene is so cute. I, I think this was... is maybe my favorite scene in the episode. I was freaking out when I watched it. It's one this. of my top three favorite scenes in the episode. She just is so... They're both so supportive of each other and loving of each other. It's... It's really nice to see. Sometimes they have a codependency that verges on toxic. But what extremely close friendship doesn't kind of don't or am i just fucked up and (laughs) no i don't think so i think it's just i think it's you spend enough time with someone and obviously they've been through so much traumatic shit at this point you kind of you're bonded to them no matter what and they've dealt with so much they're currently dealing with so much more than they can even know so i kind of understand why they are in there they're the twisted sisters like of course they're fucked up like this why wouldn't they be but it, this is a really healthy exchange between them and, this like, is scenario. One of the, yeah, this is one of their most healthiest moments because I feel like it's Meredith genuinely being, like, I'm happy. happy I'm getting married today. I'm not, like, trying Making to self-sabotage. Making a big deal out of it. Not, yeah, well, not, I mean, and it would not even be, trying to make more pressure on herself. It would probably even be even more healthy if she was making a big deal out of it because it would be normal. Yeah. Um, yeah. But she's doing it in her Meredith way. Like, she's happy about it. She def- definitely is not trying to, like, run away or sabotage it. In fact, I think the scene that we get later on where she's like, Derek, I want to make time for this today. I don't want to wait anymore. Like, I just want to do it. I want us to be married. Like, I'm... And she even has that conversation with Christina later on when she's yeah. like, is today the day? And she kind of gives that whole speech on, like, one of she's my like, favorite Meredith speeches. Yeah. yeah. Where it's like, every day is awful like there's right that's the, she's it's like, like every you, day with us is gonna suck we need to just like you need to just tell the people you love them that when you can and to do it and right. i i like i oh like this God. but then christina's like okay let's yeah. go christina's like on board immediately she's like okay well if that's yeah. the case then you can have my post-it notes because it's something old you can have a clean post-it note which is something new <laughs> and she's like here's my pen i want it back because it's my favorite pen so you're just borrowing it and all of it is blue so it's you're covered. Really, I literally was like tearing up. I was it's like, really oh my sweet, God. and it's it's so believable that like that's how they would act. Yeah, it is. and then they have this kind of like the fact that they didn't hug. <laughs> yeah, it feels fun. And then like it's, I really love this scene. I love just seeing them happy. They're and like, even, Christina's like, wow, you're actually happy right now. This feels like the natural <laughs> moment for us to hug. Are we going to hug? And then they're like, no, we're not gonna no. hug. <laughs> And I think especially, like, Christina in this episode, 
is struggling with kind of her own happiness and like finding that and what that means, especially in relation to Owen. Yeah. She's letting herself feel something for him, which again, this is a very healthy moment for Christina. It shows a lot of growth because she's genuinely letting herself experience a roller coaster of a relationship and not trying to fix him herself. She's putting the responsibility on him like she didn't do with Preston to yeah. say, go to fucking therapy, solve your fucking problem. I'm not your mom and I'm not your therapist. And it was really unhealthy and scary what happened. And my boundary is that we're breaking up until you get help. Exactly. And she and, didn't do that with Preston. And she's letting herself feel conflicted, uh-huh. I think is a big thing. Yeah. Where she's, it doesn't have to be perfect for her to be feeling the things she's feeling for him, which is confusing. And she's, I think she's allowing herself to just really be confused and all over the place, which is not something she's used to. Right. And I right. think seeing Meredith be so happy sure and happy and just be like oh yeah we're gonna get married today and so nonchalant and the the talk that they have later definitely helps christina realize what she needs to say to owen so we'll talk about that but yeah yeah so really cute moment and then we cut to the er with uh callie owen and meredith and there's some guy got hit by a bus because he was saving another person this girl named amanda so they don't know who he is. They're calling him John Doe. Um, well, later on, Mark Sloan calls him Roadkill. Right. And then, <laughs> so fucked up. Yeah. Um, gosh. He, Mark is so fucked up. Well, there's another episode. I think it's the one right before or right after this one because I was watching it and I was just like, I'm going to keep letting them play. <laughs> and this girl gets her arms chopped off by a, by a ferry boat propeller. And Christina keeps calling her ceviche. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> They're bad. They're bad. Very bad. Very bad. This is a weirdly funny Mark Sloan episode, too. It is. He's not in it a lot, but when he is, it's really good. Yeah. But um, they're they're in the trauma room. They're doing everything they can to save this guy. CPR, all that. Amanda runs in. And, like, Callie very blatantly says to get her out. But Lexi doesn't. And then when they show his face, she throws up. And then Callie's like, well, I told you. Yeah, Lexi's like, okay, you have to get out. And she's like, please, he saved my life. And she's like, okay, fine, I feel bad for you. You can stay, but you have to stay over here. That's and- that. She's lacking that edge. Yeah, she she is. We needed a Christina. Le- Lexi is way too nice for her own goddamn Way good. too nice. I, I struggle with that. I, I find her very frustrating. She reminds me, and this is going to sound harsh, because you know how much I hate April Kepner, <laughs> but they both share a meekness. That I find very George unappealing. does too. Yeah. It's, I find oh, it's it just like very unappealing. They're just good. And it's very unappe that it is very unappealing. And I I think I let Lexi get away with it the most because she's so young and compared she's to very everyone else. Cute. And she's very cute. She's mousy. She's young. She's kind I of don't like find George or April cute in the slightest. In fact, April gets on my nerves to the utmost. I think she's yeah. like my girl version of George. I really I 100% agree. They're perfect like mirrors of each other. Yeah. And I I think Lexi gets away with it just because she does as we find out more about like her relationship with Thatcher and Meredith and this kind of fear of getting really serious with Mark, I kind of give her a little bit of leeway. Yeah. 
more than anyone else. I think it's understandable for us to give Lexi the leeway, but okay. But nobody else will. Nobody else will. So the guy's face looks disgusting. He's been mutilated by the situation of getting hit by a bus. Apparently, honestly, I would expect someone to look worse. Yeah, like we can kind of still see his eyes, and his skull is still like like when they show his eye, and he's like staring at Meredith. Yeah. Oh my god. It's so brutal. Yeah. This episode is like. A lot of good eye acting. Meredith gives a lot of good, a lot of it. John Doe, uh, yeah. Bailey has a lot of it. Yeah. Uh, they then it cuts out once they're they're like doing all this. They're taking care of him. She throws up. Callie tells Lexi to get her out again, and then it cuts to Derek examining Izzy, and kind of like asking her questions. And she's like, "Did you get all the tumor out?" And he's like, "Uh, yes." Uh, and she's like, "She's just Wait. talking about." Because he tells her about one thing that went wrong, right? Well, he doesn't mention that until after she asks again if the tumor got out. So he's like, oh, did you, like, I got the tumor out, da-da-da-da-da. And she's like, oh, my God, Derek Shepard, you're a god, whatever, whatever. And then a couple seconds later, she's like, did you get the whole tumor out? And he's like, yes, there was some (sighs) minor bleeding. And then he starts to give a little bit more information. And then it keeps happening. And she's forget, like, she can't remember... Can we pause for a second? I have one question. Yes. What is up with Derek's hair? I kind of liked it, weirdly enough. Is this a I don't toupee? Know why. It's looking I don't, very I don't bushy. know. It's very... It, 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 it looked weird. It looked different than his normal hair. It's I mean, too far forward on his forehead, I think. And it's also looking <laughs> very dark. <laughs> I think he just... Ha- he had to have gotten it dyed or something like that. I don't know what's up, but anyway... Poor Izzy, and the music that they're playing is so devastating. It makes it's it all so sad. And it's Alex like really is like, intense. Alex fucked is the... up. Okay, he's so awful in this. episode. She asks three times in a row, and I think Derek being in the room is triggering it. So I'm like, oh my god, like I, I just need Derek to like leave this room right now so she can stop asking. But Karev yeah. is being so intense. And then guess what I discovered? I paused it because I'm like, okay, I need a break from that for a second because it's like er- he's screaming in her face and it's just like a, a little bit too much. So I it's paused so it. intense. It's so intense. So I paused it. I'm like, holy shit, we are only ten minutes in to the episode. This episode, there is this episode is jam fucking packed. <laughs> ten minutes in and already all of this has happened. It's unnerving how much happens in this episode. I can't even believe it's a good finale. Yeah, it's a great finale. Okay, so. Coming back to um, John Doe, Derek and Mark are in the trauma room and Mark is like, Jesus, like, I don't even know if we can save this arm. Yeah, because the fingers are already blue, he says. Yeah. So uh, John Doe crashes again. And then Derek is like, oh, Jesus, like he has something he has something wrong with his brain. I think we got to take him. Um, They're doing they're like drilling into his brain. Yeah. And he, it's so, it's, it's not funny, but it's funny. When Meredith, he gives the, the, the drill to Meredith and every, all the actual attendings <laughs> in the room are like, are you fucking sure? <laughs> and they're all, and she it's does crazy. a good job. It's great. Then, even she has like a weird little grin on her face. Like she can't even believe that just happened. Yeah. She's like so excited. And it's, it's, it's nice, especially watching current or later seasons of Grace where they're just like all stars all the time. Yeah. It's fun watching them be students again. Yeah. At the beginning. And yeah. it's and then Owen compliments her and says she did a good job, which is yeah. nice. Yeah. Um 
Mark and Lexi are so annoying when they can't get their shit together. And it's, it's a consistent so theme for them. Like, they should just be together. It's really annoying. And it's like, I think there are other couples in this show that get away with the will they, won't they better. Yeah. And it does not work for me for Mark and Lexi because I'm like, you two are perfect for each other. Just be together. Like, there's your, your reasonings are not sound right yeah. now. Yeah. I need you to just get over it. Yeah. So he's like telling Lexi that she fucked up the stitches on Amanda <laughs> that she was doing. And he's like, you should just redo them. And then she's like, look, I I wanted to move in and no, he wanted to move in and get married. Yeah. And she's like, no, I'm not ready for that. Like, it's all too soon. And he's like, go ahead. You don't have to worry about me. I'm just going to buy a house. <laughs> and she's like, you're going to buy a fucking house because I said I wouldn't move into your apartment. He's like, yeah. It's so funny. He's so he's, annoying. He's insane. The he, men on this show are truly out of pocket. Yes. And then... Every single time. And then she's like, okay, well, you know what? I can't believe you're just going to go and buy a house. Like, that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Later on, when he's looking at all the house listings on the x-ray board... Yep. Took oh, me out. It oh made me... God. I was laughing. I was like, he is so dramatic. He set this all up just so he could, like, fuck with her. And then in the next episode, they end up moving in together. Because I watched it. I literally watched it. I was like, I just watched the episode before we recorded, and I was like, I just want to keep watching. I wish I didn't have to record the podcast right now. I just want to keep watching it. (laughs) Season six is so Season six is such a fucking banger. I feel like when we do our second season of Grey's Anatomy, it's just going to be a lot of season six. I know. Which we, it's going to be bad, but it's it's also just like, it's all bangers. I don't give a shit because it's just such a good season. It's so good. If you don't like it, get your own fucking podcast. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Back to these bitches. Bailey so, walks into the trauma room. Yep. And she's pissed. And I love it. Yeah. I love when Bailey's mean to these men. And yeah. she's mad and she's scared, at, but it's coming out as anger. And the whole room is like, you did fucking what? Everyone's pissed because he convinced George to go into the military. Like, every single person in this room is mad at him. And I will say... Because he says, Owen does explain, he's like, I didn't tell him, he asked me for advice, he made this decision. Which is fair, uh-huh. but I'm, I would also be mad at Owen too, because it's like, talk some fucking sense into him. Yeah, like, use your brain. And then he crashes, John Doe crashes. It's so crazy that he crashed the minute Bailey walked in and said that. <laughs> yeah, he was like, he's like, I gotta die, I he's gotta like, die, oh, I gotta shit. get her out I of this. I can't come out of this because she's- <laughs> <laughs> She'll kill me. And it's he's crashing, and there's like all this drama. He's like his pelvic is fat. His pelvis is fractured. It's all this drama, and they're trying to get him up to fix that. And Bailey's like, "You mess, you got messed up from the war, and you better fix this." Ugh, and it's like brutal. It's really sad. Yeah. And then Slo- Mark Sloan comes in, and he's like, "How'd you piss everyone off? How'd you piss off all the women?" Yeah. And it's like. Callie, you can just tell that Callie is incredibly sad, scared already. She's already showing signs of being scared and upset by the news. Yeah, she's already at like 10. Yeah, like Meredith and and Callie are both scared, but Callie shows the strongest reaction. Yeah, Meredith hides it pretty well. I think she's just so overwhelmed at this point with like the current patient and the information. Yeah. So that she's just kind of like shell shocked from it all. Yeah. And then Callie has to talk it out with Arizona. Well, not even yet. They don't even talk until the end of the episode. This is still early on. 
this is Arizona just finds out. Well, Arizona talks to Bailey and is like, how come you're not happy about coming to Pete's? Well, yeah. And then Callie comes over and is like, don't worry, Bailey. Like, I have an idea. I'm going to stop George. And this is when Arizona's like, oh, why? And they tell her he's joining the army and she just goes, yeah. awesome. And she says, why would you want to stop him? Yeah, which just does not sit right with, with our two ladies here, uh, Callie and, Mer- they're and like Bailey. Dis- they're disturbed. That yeah, they're like that. disgusted. Yeah, they're like... This is not George, and since Izzy's, like, pretty much out of commission, yeah, I'm gonna have to step up. Yeah, and they're, like, coming up with the plan, and then it cuts to the dining, like, the... the... Lunchroom? Yeah, cafeteria. I could not remember the word for cafeteria. And all of them are eating... Wait, wait, we forgot a hilarious line, I'm sorry. Oh, what was it, what was it? Um, when they're having the conversation about how they're gonna convince... (laughs) How they're going to convince Marsha <laughs> to join the military. And then Bailey's like, um, Karev, if he doesn't listen to us, you just have to beat the shit out of him. And Karev's like, okay. <laughs> He's so down. He's like, bet. No problem. And Christina's reaction. Yeah, this is when Christina's like, George isn't joining the military. He'll shoot himself with his own gun. Yeah. And they're all just kind of freaking out. But they're they're down for the plan. They're going to be Literally. there. And I noticed something. Arizona has dark blue scrubs and bailey still has light blue i i forgot that she's a higher tenure surgeon than bailey it yeah, seems so it feels, weird to me because it's also just like bailey's the one i think it's technically because bailey could be an attending in general, general surgery right now if she wanted to but since she's taking on pediatrics she's still she's a, still technically a resident right i think that's Cause she what d- it is because they she finds out she gets offered the fellowship in this episode which would then get her the dark blue scrubs Okay. Because fellows get the blue scrub, the dark ones, but she doesn't accept it yet, and like she's still technically a a resident. The drama on this show is so good. Stupid. It's so stupid, but it's so good. It's just like nonsense. Like I'm saying all these words, and it feels like nonsense. Like the dra- like the hierarchy of scrub colors. <laughs> I know. It's but just, I love it. Yeah, it's so good. And then Meredith and Owen, um, are with the John Doe patient, and she's like. You're a hero. And he tries to write something with his finger, but she can't tell what it is. So she tries then, to give him a pen and paper, but he can't hold it. So she's like, don't worry. You'll be strong soon. And then you can try and write again later. Yeah. And then she talks to Amanda, who's freaking out because it's like, and she feels really bad because she's like this, like normal guy was like smiling and being nice to me. And I just like paid him no mind. And now he saved my life and he's, probably gonna die and she just feels really bad and she's like she's definitely being like she's traumatized and she's in shock so she's acting crazy she's basically like i feel bad because i ignored this guy because i didn't think he was hot enough and then he ended up saving my life and now i feel really guilty because he might die (laughs) yeah and it's like you he did the right thing you don't have to like you don't owe him anything right you could just be grateful and thankful right but that's maybe me that's just a me thing um, and then it comes back to, um, Arizona and she's, um, approaching Callie or wait, sorry. No, I skipped over the scene with Mark and Derek. <laughs> well, I just, it just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. I, I don't really care about Mark's drama in this episode as much. Cause it's all just so silly. Yeah. I will say I do like, um, when Mark is very happy for Derek and Meredith. That's nice. That's a good moment yeah. in this. Yeah. Where he's just like really, he's a good friend to him. Right. I agree. 
Um, and then Bailey reveals to Arizona, who keeps pestering her about the fellowship, <sighs> that if she takes it, her husband is threatening to divorce her. So, which is so like I feel really bad for Bailey in this in fucked. this whole episode. It's just this is such such a good scene. It's probably one of my favorite scenes in the early episode in the early seasons, and. I love the shot when Bailey is walking away from yeah. Arizona and it's just that like long hallway. Yeah. Uh and yeah, it's but I feel yeah, I just feel so bad for Bailey. Yeah. It's, it's just a she doesn't tough situation this. to be in. Especially um, because like she would be such a good pediatric surgeon. Yeah. I mean, we already saw that in a previous episode. She yeah. had all the making. Which we've of a... talked we've right, talked about we've talked endlessly about, about just like she would make oh. it, but she would also have a really tough time, which I think makes sense for who Bailey is. She's very yeah. maternal and I think her maternal instincts work to her favor sometimes, but other times she feels she sees them as a weakness because it makes her scared or it makes her really emotional and she feels like that impedes her ability to do a good job. Which is really similar to Christina in the episode where, like, the one... I think it was last week or the week before when Weber was interviewing them all about, like, who cut the Elvad wire. Right. And Christina's, like, asking, what is the edge? Like, what... How do you keep what, your edge? Yeah, and it's... Bailey... I think Bailey and Christina are probably the most similar. Yeah. In just, like... I don't know. It's it's really... It's interesting to see them kind of lose that edge but it makes them a better doctor. Yeah. And a better friend and just like person in general. Yeah. But I, I like, I like, uh, this scene of, of Bailey in them. Yeah. Poor Bailey. I just Poor feel Bailey. bad for Bailey. This whole episode, I feel bad for Bailey. Yeah. She's having a tough time. I mean, she loves George. George helped her give birth to her son. Like, yeah, that's her baby it's, boy. Pretty much. That's like, that's her baby boy. I would, yeah, I would say she's the most similar to Christina, but she's the closest with George. Yeah. Like, they have such a weird, lovely relationship. Yeah. And then it's the Meredith, then it's the Derek and Mark scene, which doesn't matter, really. But I do love when Mark says, you're allowed to be happy. Yeah. It's, that's a nice thing. And a lot of, a lot of the time people do just need to hear that. Yeah. He's like, just because bad things are happening around you doesn't mean you can't be happy. Exactly. Good for you, Mark. He's an optimist. Yeah. He's weird. Like, him and Christina have really good best friend moments in this episode. Agreed. Um. Then we get Arizona, and I love when Arizona calls Callie Calliope. Oh. <laughs> I love so it. Hot? It's, it's so, so hot. <laughs> it's so fucking hot. She's like, Calliope, and then Callie's, and like, Callie's like, don't like, Calliope me. She's like, you better not. She's like, I know what you're doing. <laughs> Oh, I love when she does that. It makes me so. I love Arizona. Yeah, yeah. I do. I do. I do love her too. But they, if I'm being honest, they butt heads so All much. Like they were kind of incompatible as a couple, but I still love them together. I still. I think that's why I love them is because it's like raw. But they like always butt heads. Like they don't agree about anything, not in the <laughs> slightest. Like. Yeah, they're both pig-headed. I don't even know if that's it, because I don't see Callie that way as much. Well, Callie's a Taurus. She's definitely yeah. stubborn. But I'm saying, I think she's the more compromising of the two, believe it or not. Because Arizona's agree. like, I'm going to, um, what is she? She like, leaves Somewhere and goes Africa. to other country or, or wherever. And she's like, I'm leaving. Bye. So she leaves. Yeah. And then Callie's just I like, would, yeah. anyway, I'm going to have a baby. 
Callie's definitely more agreeable. Yeah. But I think Callie is easier to rile up. I think it takes Arizona a longer time to get, like, argumentative. But I think Callie is more likely to bend. Yeah. Um, And then, next up, so after they have their argument scene, where she's just basically like, how could you say it's awesome? Yeah. Again, they're just not explaining to each other why they feel the way they feel. She's like, how could you say that? George joining the military is not good. He's He's so kind and... He could never hurt someone. He d- he's not gonna be a good fit for the military. And then Arizona's like, anyway, I still think it's awesome. And Kelly's like, well, it's fucking not. <laughs> she's like, lol, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> she's being so uh, annoying. If that she's was being my s- girlfriend, I would. Oh, I'd be pissed. I would be in a fight with her. I'd be like, yeah. But I also think you would explain why you would feel the way uh, you yeah, do. I would, and I would also be like, you're just saying all this shit to piss me off. You're saying the exact same words. <laughs> I, was, I would be like, you're saying the same words again that I already told you. It's pissing me off. And you're saying it again on purpose. Like, you just stop. That's so funny. I would do that. Anyway. <laughs> uh, they're talking about John Doe in the next scene. It's They're, like, operating on, on him. Yeah, and, and like, it's, like, all it's the gang. Yeah, it's the gang. And they're, like, how the fuck? It's the gang and then Meredith. Right. And... And they're like, how the fuck could someone jump in front of a bus for a complete, total stranger? And Derek's like, well, that's what Owen has had to do when he was in the war. Derek is weird in this episode. He's being like, yeah. He's all over the place. I think he's just, like, happy. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's just... sad. It's, like, really uncomfortable. I think it's just jarring to see... Derek's so happy so then when he's being like supportive and he's like George is gonna surprise us Owen's so brave like I love I love Meredith I love Mark like all this it's just like bro pick a lane and they go around the table yeah and they basically are like what's good what's George gonna do and it's all uh it's weird it's weird and then Meredith gets upset and tells them all to shut up yeah so Everybody's just kind of, like, speculating, like, do you think George is going to, like, have some kind of crazy accident over in Iraq and accidentally get himself killed? And everyone's speculating, and then Mara's just like, can you stop? Like, Yeah, just shut up. up. She's, yeah, it's, shut really, up. it's really sad seeing her, yeah. like, obviously really upset and not really, like, having the ability to verbalize it other than that. Right. But I think they all give her grace because they're like, oh, shit, yeah. This is yeah. If, if it's scary for us, it's scary for her. Yeah. And then we cut to a crazy-ass scene with Izzy and it's Alex. It's fucking crazy. This scene, like, made me laugh, made me annoyed, made me grouchy, made me it feel made really me sad. Made me feel really sad, made me so annoyed at Krev. Because, like, okay, so Izzy... Stop quizzing her! Right, so Izzy wakes up and sees that Alex is, like, hanging posters all over her room of, like notes of how her memory sucks and different stuff and he's like quizzing her what time did you wake up and what your potassium level is because he wants to help her remember it but she's getting really upset because she finds yeah. she finds out that George is joining the military and she keeps finding out that George is joining the military yeah and 
Karev is becoming really irate over the fact that she isn't remembering anything, and he's so intense, and he's being really and eventually rough with Chris- her. and Christina has to step in, and it's like yes. I understand where he's coming from with like trying to train her brain, but it's like you need to give and Christina says this she just had surgery she just had major chemo treatment you need to give her some time. He's literally screaming in her face, and she's like, "Anyway, it's gonna be fine." Yeah, and then Christina really stands up for Izzy, thank like in a really nice way. In a way that we again don't often see these two characters kind of have each other's back like that. And she says, "You have to like you need to be patient with her or else I'm going to kick you out." Like well, I'm going to cut your time. Well, from her perspective, it's about a patient. It's not even about yeah. Izzy or anybody at this point now. It's getting Absolutely. in the way of like And the- she's a good doctor. Yeah, she's a good doctor. And I have to say one thing and we're getting kind of personal now, but Please. I will say one thing about Alex in this scene. Alex is afraid of failure. 100%. It takes one to know one. And this is the behavior of someone who is afraid of failing and afraid of letting somebody that he cares about, letting them down. Mm-hmm. And that's why he's acting like this. Yeah, he's lashing out, and which I think is just common, especially in the, with the characters in the show where it's like, None of them know how to process their emotions in a healthy way. So all they do is lash out at each other and at other people or at themselves. Like, there's no... Eventually, we see them work on things and get better. And, like, we see that with Christina in this episode where she really processes and works through her feelings. Mm -hmm. But, like, historically, Alex has, in his mind, failed the people he loves in his life. His mom, his brother, his sister, his... uh, uh, Ava, Rebecca. Like, historically, he's not done well with protecting and loving the people in his life even if it's all things that are completely out of his control and i think this is just another example of him being like i'm failing i'm going to fail you and he's scared but again just because you're scared doesn't mean you get to act like this right he's he's going about it all the wrong way He's going above and beyond in a negative way yeah it's it's only going to hinder her and she doesn't realize that it's because he's so scared and he feels he's so like in his own head. He's He feels like he's on the hook for her success after the surgery because he made a commitment to her about the fact that they're married and that she signed a DNR, so he feels like he oh. can't let her die um, and he can't let anything go wrong because he feels like it's going to be his fault if she dies. But anyway. And it's it's just another example of like someone making someone else's uh, struggle about them. Uh-huh. Which, like, what, well, he's whether he's kind of justified in it because technically... It is affecting him. And, well, they're married. And when you're married to someone, it becomes your responsibility to make yeah. medical decisions about them after they die. Or yeah. if they get severely injured. So he, he feels like it's his responsibility to not It's just all... It there. really is such... Like, there's... Again, it's similar to the situation with Callie and uh, Arizona with George and joining the military. It's like, neither of them are wrong... It's just a lot of complicated feelings and a, a lot of emotional, a lot of emotionally stunted adults who right. don't know how to process their feelings in a healthy way. Right. So they're just not. Right. But. So then we cut over to um, Meredith and she's telling the patient, um, Amanda, that they're going to have to watch John Doe overnight. And she's like, well, I really want to stay with him. He saved me and he's my prince. And Meredith's like, okay, you can stay here until we take him. Um, Yeah. So Meredith then goes to check on Izzy and Izzy's just like still a hot mess. Um, Yeah. She's all over the place. Understandably. Yeah. And then she's like, Christina, we're going to city hall to do it. 
and Christina's like, is today the best day to get married? And Meredith's like, this just means, all this day means is that you need to say I love you to people when they can still hear hear you. And then she tells Christina that she loves her. And I was, love, I love this scene. This is a very heartwarming scene for me. I think this is my favorite scene in this episode because... It's up there for me. When Christina hugs her and they have those smiles on their face. Those it's really... really it's, genuine oh my god those smiles were so when meredith says i love you and christina just like turns away and smiles and is like not looking at her it's so sweet and i just i love them together so much i love them i love them christina's like you have really changed huh and they actually genuinely uh, hug it's so cathartic to see (sighs) them have such a successful relationship this is just such a joyful moment yeah. Um, and then next up, it comes back to um Callie. So Callie is just really fucked up over the whole thing with George. And Arizona's like, "Look, I know you don't understand, but George is awesome." And it's like, "Girl, get that word off of your lips. <laughs> what part aren't you getting?" It's like, just get to the point. Like, stop saying the word awesome. You clearly can see that that's triggering her. and every It's pissing her time, off. Every single fucking time you say that word, it makes her want to, like, explode. Lash out. Yeah, lash out. So stop saying that word. And she's just like, my brother um, and whoever else died because there weren't enough doctors. So George is awesome for joining the military. And I, I like this scene a lot. I think this is a really, this is a, another, like, one of my favorites in the episode. Because you just, you see Callie understand her perspective. It's, again, Callie always the one willing to compromise first. She may be a Taurus, yeah. but she's always the one who's willing to see the emotional side of the other person. And I feel like Arizona did a shit job of that. Because Arizona yeah. will not let Callie be scared. Like, Arizona, first of all, just keeps saying the same thing after Callie said it makes her upset and it's very shitty. And the second part of it is, like, girl, you can think that's brave, but Callie's upset at the idea of losing her friend. Like, she's just really scared. And this isn't about your brother and that experience. Like, this is just a scene of Arizona proving to Callie that she needs to be accepting of George going to the military. It's like, no, there's two sides of every story. And the other side of it is somebody is scared to lose their friend. And And again, neither of them are necessarily wrong, like explicitly. They're both reacting in normal ways, normal, correct ways that Callie isn't allowed to experience the full range of her emotions and immediately has to be like, okay, your brother died in the military. So I have to say sorry. That's I think there's I think there should have been a moment where Arizona says that like verbalizes that she understands her fear because she's experienced loss because of the war. Right. So it, it wouldn't even be like. It would make so much sense with her character for her to be like, I understand your fear, but because of people like George, less people will experience the loss that I've had and the loss that you're scared of. Right. And I think that would have really bridged the gap between the two of them and really drove home, drove, drive home this uh, overarching theme of the episode of like meeting people in the middle. Right. Where it's like Weber brings it up. Bailey brings it up. Uh, Christina and Owen have that. I think that would be a good moment here mm-hmm. uh, to like kind of reinforce that. Yeah. But I mean, there's also, but there's also so much already happening in this episode. So it's like, you have to cut time. You have well, to just, make things. Yeah. 
logistically it doesn't make sense but i do want it i understand 100 yeah. where it's like i want them both to bend and understand because neither of them are wrong in my mind i don't see either of them as wrong uh-huh. so but she takes her hand and apologizes which is good it's like it's it's good that they don't just keep fighting over the same thing that makes uh, it's not somebody in it. the relationship needs to just be like okay anyway yeah let's move on um I'm not going to hold the grudge against you because you said the same thing over and over again after I told yes. you it pissed me off. <laughs> Meanwhile. But that is something you and I would hold a grudge over. I totally would and I have and I will. <laughs> 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 like, don't keep saying it after I fucking told you it makes me mad. <laughs> anyway. I, yeah, I hate when people repeat themselves to me. Me too. And I hate when people, okay, we can't start going we on can't. a no. right now. No, 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 not right now. Um, Owen okay. goes down to the vents and sees Christina. And it's so weird because, like, can I ask one question? I yeah, thought this was for a second. I was like, is this the scene where he chokes her? And then I realized it wasn't. And then I was like, wait, why do they always go into spaces where there's, like, loud sounds and shadows and fans it's like sitting around? It's like, why they it's want weird. to get triggered? <laughs> it is weird that this is their spot. Right. Because, like, Meredith and Derek have the elevator. That's, like, a big thing for them. For, you would think that someone who's triggered by loud noises and like fans, it, like spinning fans around. and stuff like that he wouldn't want to be in here but i do love i remember the first time like the first scene we see of them in here when the all the air blows up and they're like kissing and giggling yeah i like that scene and i like i like this scene yeah me too she's like i love you she and like she's mad it about so it slowly <laughs> she's mad yeah he's he's like happy about it but she's yeah. like she's like no, like I'm totally traumatized. This is kind of a bad thing. I wish you she never hates made me it. Love like she's, you. I never wanted to love you or whatever. Yeah, and I I like that she she says that she loves him and she vocalizes her feelings, but she also like she explains why she's so conflicted about it. Right. And he she doesn't let him off the hook because I feel like a lot of the times in shows like this, a character says I love you and all the bad stuff is forgotten and grace does a good job of making sure like no 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 these characters are still going to have bullshit and still work through things but like they can still be in love and it's complicated because that's just the nature of the beast and again it brings up the point of like just he asks just all you have to do is meet me halfway meet me in the middle 50 percent, like all this and He's it just like, reinforces just say yes him. and he leaves yeah but i i yeah I she's like kind seeing... of left with this idea of like now the ball is in my court, and when really she's the one that gave him the ultimatum: you need to fix your shit. I can't be with somebody who makes me feel traumatized and scared and scared with their actions. You're very unpredictable. You're very unstable. For me, that type of relationship isn't going to work. Of course, she didn't say it in so many words. I'm, but I, but I'm still, that's way like... more credit than I think I should because I I don't remember that conversation very much, but I remember. It was not. But that's that like helpful. subtext there where it's oh like God, she's she is scared. She yeah. says it here where she's traumatized. But I think having the conversation with Meredith when she no, notices she that Meredith is different from when who she used to be. And it's because of the work that she did on herself. Even if Owen isn't there yet. Because she asks, do you think therapy changed you? Yeah, like point blank, basically. Yeah. She's and like, then do Mer- you think ther- therapy actually helped you or made you different in any way? And then I think she sees the change. Bef- she sees the change more than Meredith says the change. You know yes. what I mean? She saw it earlier because she said, you really have changed. And then she yeah. asks her at the nurse's stand a little bit later. Um, And then 
So I think the fact that even if Owen isn't 100% like changed or whatever, she sees the potential in him now because he's putting in the work, which is true. He's doing that because of the fact that she saw Meredith put in the work and she can see like Meredith used to be like this. Now she's like this. Right. That's growth. That's possible. I could love him and it could be healthy. We're not there yet, but it's possible. Uh-huh. And I think that's what causes her to eventually like come to terms with her emotions. Right. So then back to uh, Alex and Izzy <laughs> where he's I hate this scene. He continues to quiz her. She really needs a break and he's like just suck it up and she's like you know what no because you know what you can just lash out at me but I'm not going to remember in five fucking minutes anyway. And he's like, well, you know what? You have a carrot for a brain. He said that. Yeah, he's like, you have a carrot for a brain, but I'm married to a carrot brain. And now (laughs) I thought thought you were going to die, and then you're still alive, and I promised you that you wouldn't live like this. So what should I do? Should I just kill you? It's so wild. He's so scary. He's such the Sagittarius. It's, like, scary how he is just the ultimate. Like, he reminds me of, like, Ronnie on Jersey Shore. Oh, that is such a good comparison. He's he's literally Ronnie from Jersey Shore because they they lose their temper, but it's like they're so in love and it's like blinding rage mixed with like just the most intense victimhood emotion. I always say this, but Scorpio is the Sagittarius of the water signs and vice versa. Oh, one hundred percent. The the way I they absolutely feel, agree with that. the way they feel is just intense. It's really all consuming. Intense. Yeah. So anyway, he's like, anyway, should I just kill you or should I should I leave you? And he's like, I don't like either of those choices. And then he and then leaves. she's like, and he's like, I'm sorry. And she's like, well, I said to get it off your chest. It's so fucking funny. It's fucked. Again, the line deliveries, Catherine Heigl's line deliveries. She's good in this last season because I remember last last week's episode, we had some good things to say about her, too. She's yeah, kind of, I think she's kind she's, of rocking it. <laughs> I've come around a little bit here and there. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, we can admit that Izzy has some good scenes and this is definitely one of them. And this yeah, episode I, is one of them. Yeah. Izzy in a more serious. Izzy being serious. I like. Okay. So back to Bailey now with her drama about the Peds Fellowship. Richard's uh. like... I- She's like, I want to go back to general surgery. And Richard's like, why? I had to beg you not to. And now you say you want to come back. And she's like, well, I'm leaving my husband because I don't think he should have given me that ultimatum. But now I'm going to be a single mom. So I don't have the time to have a new specialty. And then she's so sad crying. And this is my favorite scene in the episode. Yeah, this is a great one. Um, Richard's like, don't worry, he'll come around. And then B's like, no, everybody's scared. You know, one of my residents is, like, going off to war. Another one's dying of cancer. He has no right to be scared. He's just He's weak. weak. Yeah. Um, oh. When she says he's she just says weak. That, I was like. It's so, it's so resolute. Like, she has made her decision, and no one is changing her mind. She's done. We need to go back to the Alex scene really quick, because I forgot to say something I really oh, needed yeah, of to course. say. It's not that important, but I just, it needs to be said. Absolutely. Alex needs therapy more than anyone on this show. Oh more my than- fucking God. 100%. More than Meredith, more than Owen, more than Christina, more, more than, than Amelia. Anybody on this show, Alex, number one person that should have been in therapy. But it that would have been sense that he never went. Yeah. That yeah, is yeah, of extremely course. Alex of him to just be like, nope, you're gonna so suffer through my problems. fucking right. You're so right. It makes complete sense that he Alex Karev therapy. therapy arc when. 
Never. He left the Never. show. I know, but it makes me. I'm like, he's such a him. stupid we need ass. To fix him. Um. Okay. Anyway, Bailey. Definitely. Okay. So my note was Bailey needs to realize that is a shitty ass reason to make a decision. But then I realized she did realize it. Like I, I was yeah. typing that because she was like. I need to come back to general surgery. And then I was writing, she, that's a shitty ass reason to make a decision. Like that's not very Bailey of her at all. Yeah. And then as soon as I wrote that, she was like, I'm still divorcing him over that. So, but I can't, which made me happy. I was like, okay, she did realize it, but now I'm sad. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sad for her. I'm sad for her because she shouldn't be put in a position where she has to make a decision like that. But at the end of the day, she's making the right decision for her. Right. Which is getting away from this man who doesn't, obviously doesn't respect her or her career or her wants and needs. And like would give her an ultimatum like that and just like manipulate her because yeah. that's a, that's literally what that is. Yeah. But also she's like still going to try and do the right thing by her and her child. Right. Um. And then... Lexi sees Mark looking at houses. This, this scene is just is a silly. throwaway scene. It's a silly filler. Scene. Yeah, filler. He's like, I'm moving on from you, and I'm a better woman than you because <laughs> you can't move on, and I can. And then it he literally... makes me giggle so much. Oh, gosh, he is just a goofy man. He is. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> nothing else to say about that scene. Yeah, it was that's literally it. like three seconds long. It's just silly Derek... and unnecessary. Completely. And then Derek goes to see Meredith in the locker room and they're like, we have to go get married, but John Doe needs another surgery. And, and then I have to, check, to on check on Izzy. Izzy. We got to do the George thing and stop him from going to the military. And she's like, there's no time. And then Ugh. Derek's like, no, just give me a piece of paper. We're going to write down our vows. To get this married, is you need vows. one of the remo- most romantic things in the whole show. I think this is the cutest Mer- Meredith and Derek scene. I think this is the ultimate Meredith and Derek scene. My favorite scene between them. I can you believe he died? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck this show. (laughs) I I refuse to believe it personally. Fuck this show. They get the cutest couple award. They're so happy and definitely belong together here. Yeah, I think my top three, uh, Derek and Meredith scenes. I love this scene. This is up there. This is in my three. This is my number one for sure. The House of Candles. Uh huh. I love that scene because I like that she's mad. Again, it's similar to Christina, where it's like, she's yeah. like, how dare you make me feel this way? Like, yeah, I'm scared of, of it. I'm in love yeah. with you. And then I love the scene when he's drawing out on the wall how to get the tumor out. Yep. I love and the tumor I think scene. Season seven or eight, maybe, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's season seven because it's the janitor uh-huh. whose tumor he's trying to get out. And she, he's drawing on their bedroom wall and he, like, pulls the bed away. And she's, like, laughing, and he's, like, trying to figure it out. I love that scene because it's just, like, they're so deep in their relationship at that point. Yes. That it's, like, it's so comfortable for them. Yeah. And I, I, I just, that's the moments for them that I like the best. Yeah. But, yeah, this is, like, this is all-timer yeah, Grey's Anatomy scenes right here. The post-it is so iconic. Yeah. So, then we go back to um, Izzy. And... <laughs> Izzy's like telling Christina that she had a fight with Alex and she and then it's like yay like she remembered that her husband said he wanted to kill her (laughs) which is just of course and that's what I would remember too this show is fucked I would remember the same thing if I was her that would trigger like fucking I would have like a photographic memory after that right 
So then Christina runs because she needs to go find Alex, but then she bumps into Owen, and then she's like, I do love you, but anyway, I have to go find Alex. Yeah. And then Callie is talking to the to the chief and to Bailey, and she's like, Bailey, like it's past six, where's George? And then Richard's like, oh, I gave George some the day off um, to go hang out with his mom since he's joining the military. And then Callie and Bailey are like, oh, shit. And then immediately it cuts to John Doe. <sighs> Which is like, oh, fuck, that immediate cut. <laughs> I know. Uh, um, I, oh. this I show don't is like, sickening. The show is I, sickening. Now let's get into it. The show I don't like George. Me either. Overall. Me either. Like, it's crazy this... how the two shows we've watched so far, my least favorite characters on both shows have been hit by bus. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's right. Quinn Fabray and George. Oh, that's that's not funny. It is kind of, but that's fucking hysterical. Okay, I this scene (laughs) fucking ruined me. I hate this stupid ass show. This scene ruined me, and that's the beauty of Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, I don't even like this character, but I care. And I'm bawling. Yeah, I care way too much. I okay. So she is talking to me. She asked Meredith, uh, Amanda to leave because she they're taking him up to surgery. All that. She says, okay, please hold his hand. He likes, it makes him feel better. Whatever, whatever. Meredith is holding John Doe's hand and assures him that he's, she's like, we're going to save you. We got to, there's good people working on you. And he tries to write again and he writes 007 in her hand. And she's like, oh God, oh God. The, when she says, oh, God, the when first she, time. Yeah. I nearly I, collapsed. I literally started crying. Yeah. My roommate yeah. walked in and I was like, bro, I'm fucked up. And it like, it's so. Oh, God. It's so fucking sad. Yeah, it it's is. so sad. Like, even in the beginning of the episode, like knowing who it is. We have the dramatic irony the first, not the first time, but the second time we watch it because we know that it's him. But watching the episode, you don't put the dots together for me. No, until the last second. Actually, I feel like I realized it when the chief says he gave O'Malley the day off. Yeah. Because to me, I realized, oh, he hasn't been in any scenes since this morning. And there's this random guy who nobody can identify. I like, when I first watched it. George has not been here the whole time. That's when I started to realize it, which is just. I didn't realize it until Meredith realizes it. Yeah. I didn't think anything of it because there are some episodes where just people don't show up. I just feel like it was really weird, though, because this was meant to be a very George heavy episode and the whole leading. (sighs) And boy, was it. Exactly. But yeah, it's like. It's. Even in the yeah, watching this now as obviously knowing who that George is John Doe, it's so. It's like the earlier scenes when you see him, when you see his eye, yes, and he's looking at Meredith. You know that made me cry. Eye. You know that's his eye. That made me cry watching mm-hmm. it. I was like, oh my god, he know he can't he's trying ta- to he, say something, but he he's can't trying to like look at like oh, it's so fucking sad, yeah. and. and then- so she runs out and she like starts looking for everyone. And um, meanwhile, there's happy things going on in Izzy's room because Alex is like super happy because he remembered shit. But then she literally starts to code. Yeah. So like then it's 
And like while she's coding, Meredith is screaming down the hallway that it's it's George. George, It's George. She runs into Callie, Owen, and Derek, and they she tells them, and they all rush. Christina pages Shepard. I'm sorry, I burped. Shepard, Bailey, and the chief, and because Izzy's dying, and Izzy has a DNR though. Right, right. She has a DNR, so like. They're like trying to tell him, remind him, like she signed a DNR, and then they're like, "Oh my God, screw the DNR, fuck the DNR." And like, and then while they're saving her, Owen is rushing, who we now know is George, into surgery to save him, and his like he's getting put under, and it's getting cut in between George trying to get saved in surgery and them trying to resuscitate s- Izzy. resuscitate Izzy, and the fact that we don't know who lives and dies. Oh, and this is I a season forgot. Finale. This is a season finale. And then Derek is operating on George. Richard is shocking Izzy. We get this weird vision of Izzy and her prom dress going into the elevator. And like, we don't, and like, sh- then the doors open and she sees George in army, uh, a serviceman uniform. And it's just like, it's so overwhelming. Right. Watching this. And it's crazy this is a, a, a cliffhanger. Right. We literally have no idea who lives and who dies until the next season. And that's how it ends. And It's so... I forgot it was a cliffhanger crazy. like the that. so crazy. I genuinely was like, didn't even realize. Right. It's so... It's crazy. It's, this is the epitome of Grey's Anatomy. And this is when it started to get really good. This is when this it started is, to get batshit. <laughs> this is this is when this is the beginning of the peak. This is what yeah. I consider the beginning of the peak is when most people say, "Oh, I stopped watching when George died." Which Bitch, is just stupid. If you and your stupid ass commentary don't make me commit a crime right now, because it's so dumb. Because that this is the is stupidest like... thing you could have ever said to me. That is when Grey's Anatomy immediately starts to become amazing. It becomes like the best show I've ever seen. Pretty much. Season six season is six. so good. Like you are missing out on a lifetime. Because of- is that season six is when the merger happens too? <sighs> yep. So all the people come over from what's from whatever the fuck, um, April Jackson, um, the girl all the Reed. Fr- yeah. Um, sh- that one guy. Yeah, that one guy who got killed in the sur- in the shooting episode Sanctuary. Ugh. Forget his name, but he Couldn't had a crush you. on. Yeah. On because, Reed, I think it was. No, Reed is the nurse, the little girl. She got shot in the in the head. No, she was a surgeon. I thought she was a nurse. Oh no, she's not she very gets memorable. she gets shot because she's like he's asking for help and she's like I'm a surgeon. The Go nurses can help you. Yeah, yeah and like, then oh, he's like you're a surgeon and he's like yeah, and she's like yeah, and then she he shoots her. Oh my god. Anyway, yeah. either way, we'll talk about that eventually. Yeah, we most certainly will. But like. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just it, it i forgot this was a cliffhanger yeah me too it feels wild that people had to wait like four months i can't even believe that i couldn't do it well we did we've had to do it once we started watching this show live we've been through enough oh shit. my god like, with the plane episode. crash the plane crash was fucked up i didn't like that i think that's way worse than the shooting no, then this. Oh, yeah. Because the, plane... the shooting, we see resolution at the end of the second episode. The plane, the plane crash is... The definitely... plane crash is the worst cliffhanger, in my opinion. The... Honestly, I think it's... Oh, man. Because I don't it's think this one. is the most intense cliffhanger. No, Because no. it's only the yeah. two of them at stake. 
no. The, the plane. plane crash, it's like, there's everybody at stake. Anytime there's a plane crash on a show. It's scary. Yeah. Like, um, the one... Also, I don't know. Would I sign a DNR? I was thinking about that while watching. I don't think so. Mm. I, I've never thought about it. Uh... You know what? And a lot of people compare this to like being an organ donor. That I would do. A lot. Well, I am an organ donor on my driver's license. Me too. The argument against it is that if doctors find out that you're an organ donor when they're trying to save you, that they could do something fucked up and stop trying to save you so that they can have oh your God. organs. That's so scary. <laughs> that is really fucked up, right? And that's and like, really fucked up. And then it's like, no, there's the Hippocratic oath. Like doctors would never do that. And of course, I, I'm I'm just telling you the other side of the story. I am an <laughs> organ donor. Yeah, my same. Resistance, like officially and legally. But I think the argument against it is compelling enough where sometimes I do wonder, like, if what I if died? Like if I cr- like got into like a horrific car crash and knock they, on wood. Yeah. Like, what would they do? Would they try to say, how would they, how hard would they fight to save you before they were like, anyway, she's an organ donor. I mean, hopefully you go and you get into some hospital, like Grey's, like some Grey's Anatomy shit where they fucking fight tooth and nail to save you. I know. I would hope so. I would hope so. Right. And that, but your life into another person's hand. And then it's scary. So the question with the DNR, it's like, what if, should people continue to fight for your, how hard should people try to save you before they just give up that's the same exact question yeah i think for me it's like something along the lines of like uh like bring like don't just let me don't just stand there but if i'm like brain dead pull the plug you know like if there's nothing if there's no chance but, what if but like if i could come back wasn't good enough to know like remember Derek? they thought he was no you're like, right yeah, meanwhile okay anyway no he- there's it's so complicated I would. I don't think I would ever sign a DNR. Unless, I don't think so either. Wait, but one thing for sure, I don't want my loved ones to be in extensive amount of debt trying to keep. That's me true on a life too. And I don't want them to have to make the decision to pull the plug. That's Fuck. so horrible. It's really complicated. Maybe I don't want a DNR. I just want a really specific, detailed, like last will testament. Like, yeah, like, I think I feel the same way. It, like I'm not saying DNR. I'm saying. If I get into a horrific car crash, knock on wood. Give me two weeks. Or, or like, and these are my complications. Fine, you can pull the plug. But if all, yeah. my only complications are these, keep fighting until I come back to life. Yeah, I agree. I think I feel similarly. I don't even know enough about medical. I don't know jack know shit. What the fuck I'm talking. Like we went to art school. Legally. <laughs> the fuck do i know legally we have no business talking about this (laughs) because legally i don't know jack shit i'm just talking about me anyway but that was season (laughs) right in would you sign a dnr i know (laughs) i i don't think i would have one i don't think so yeah final answer um thank you for listening Thank you so much for listening, everyone. I know that you can probably tell my voice is fucked up. I have a cold right now, but I'm committed to this podcast and I'm committed <laughs> to Grey's Anatomy. So I, hope I was congested last week. You're congested this week. Something's it's just all the nature. It's all. Yeah, honestly. But we have one more Grey's episode left of seasons one through five. And then we're going to take a little break and then come back. Yeah. But, uh. Yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, follow us on all our social media and all that stuff. It's all linked. Uh, feel free to message us and tell us your hot takes. What's your favorite Derek and Meredith 
scene. Ooh, that's if, a good if one. it's not one that we mentioned, yes. I would like to hear it. Yes. But yeah, thank you. We love you. Talk to you soon. Thanks for bye listening. Bye. bye. Oh my God, he's online. Can he see me? What the hell is she talking about? Who's this? Can I speak to Angelina, please? No, she died. <laughs>